This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get started. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Joining us in-house on this fateful afternoon before the evening tally is, well, the editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun, Adrian Batra. Hello, Adrian. It's great to be here, John. Great day for talk radio. Thank you, my friend. Mike Van Solen, a principal at Navigator. That's a public affairs firm dealing with, amongst other things, crisis communications. How's Mr. Van Solen? I'm doing great. I uh, I saw there's a much uh, there's a lot of Pizzaville pizza in that room. It looks like your crew is going to be in for a long night. Well, yes. And uh, to Ange at Pizzaville, much obliged. Uh, let me get Kim right in here, rounding out the panel. Principal at Wright Strategies. How's Kim? Fantastic. It's a great day for democracy. Oh, I get a bell ring for that. Talk radio. I know you, you know it's election day because every newsroom in the country has pizza. Is that what it is? It's it's always it's a tradition. You know, oh. you get the pizza for the newsroom on election day and big days like this. So my newsroom is like chalk full of all the pizza right now. Well, As I, is every committee room. Yeah, exactly. Coast, every, to coast to coast. All every, the volunteer rooms, yeah. You get Timbits, you get pizza, you... you it's know. either a 10-year-old birthday party or serious professionals covering an election. Exactly. Yeah. One or the other. That's oh. it. And they both resemble Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> around 9.30 tonight. Yeah. You got it. Or Chucky. Let me ask you, uh, first thing, uh, with this election campaign now mercifully coming to a close, Adrian Batcher, biggest disappointment of the campaign? Oh, boy, that's a really good question. I think that enough Canadians didn't have an opportunity to hear from the leaders in English language debates. And I think that's all lies squarely on the shoulders of Justin Trudeau by refusing to participate in that. And I think that's really uh, did a disservice in many ways because we didn't discuss foreign policy. We didn't discuss military uh, defense issues. We barely got into immigration um, issues, things that, uh, and we even scratched the surface on the economy and healthcare and affordability, all these important issues that matter to Canadians, that actually matter on the ground, not to just the Ottawa Press Gallery, not just to politicos. These are the things that affect Canadians on their daily in their daily lives, and they were not afforded the opportunity to hear from the current prime minister or hold him accountable for that, and I think that's really unfortunate. So playing the rope-a-dope strategy uh, may have actually helped him rather than expose... Well, we know that Trudeau couldn't run on his record, so he had to just run away. Um, which is really what we did. I mean, we got with daily tweets from the press gallery that was following him around um, when their when their buses weren't crashing into the li- wings of the planes. They or would, getting stuck. Uh, yeah, or getting stuck. They would talk about how he just once again would do a media availability and would not answer any questions. So I think that's that would sort of stick out for me right now. How about you, Mike Van Solen? Yeah, I mean, I just have to sort of amplify that and say not only wasn't it about anything, it was just so much piffle and mudslinging and inconsequential conversations that was really a disservice to Canadians. Um, I really thought there was we were actually going to have a real conversation even about affordability and, and kind of what that means. That you know the Liberals uh, and NDP want to bring in carbon taxes and, and and talk about how we manage our environment in that way. The Conservatives wanted to talk about being responsible fiscally, uh, bringing deficits under control, uh, getting getting rid of taxes. So I kind of thought that would be the organizing sort of idea around which we would have this conversation. But really, uh, I mean, other than uh, as Daryl Bricker from Ipsos so perfectly said, other than the fact that this election is on the calendar, there's no real reason we seem to be having it. Yeah, you know, it's almost like you go to a restaurant, you spend 200 bucks, but you come home and go to the fridge uh, mm-hmm. looking for it because, I mean, it didn't satiate. Kim Wright, how do you feel? 
I cannot believe that where we're at in our point in time in history and our electoral calendar, that we have a prime minister who did blackface and a lot of people tried to go, man, it's no big deal. I think it's a very big deal. I think anybody who suggested that the Liberal Party and that Jerry Butts didn't know about a the yearbook photos, uh, or that he his longtime best friend had a penchant uh, for black body paint, not even blackface. Uh, I call bollocks on that. Frankly, um, they knew. They hoped nobody cared, or that they could skate their way through it. I think that says so much about who these people are and what they care about or don't care about. If we wanted to actually have a conversation about ethics and integrity and how do you bring back a broader public service, you know, start at that top. And anybody who had blackface on their election bingo card, you know, well done. But where does that set? What does that set us up for for the rest of our democracy? And I think that's I think that's a sad indictment. Well, I would agree with you. Uh, I'm just kind of curious why the unflagging support for the Liberals. I mean, this is, I keep calling it Fortress Toronto, and it doesn't look like they're going to be undermined in too many writings, maybe a couple by the NDP. Who knows what the Conservatives... But, I mean, uh, this unflagging support, as I stated off the top of the show, I'm surprised it's as close as it is. Make no mistake, though. Make no mistake. The, The amount of seats that Justin Trudeau loses tonight, and there will be, is a loss. This is... A prime minister that came in in 2015 as a rock star. He should not have been in this position. Up to midterm, he he was a rock star. Exactly. He he should not have been um, in a tight race with the the conservatives. He should not be in a position where he's fighting for his political life. He should not have been um, in... in, in a situation, it found himself in a place where he has to turn to very dirty tactics himself. He was sling, slinging mud all all over the place. His own government, his the actions of his own government, his own actions itself have put himself there. So, yes, Fortress, Fortress Toronto in the four one six, it remains quite liberal red. There's no question. But you get outside of the four one six, John, which I have repeatedly. It is not the same sentiment. There is anger against this government. There is frustration against this prime minister. There's embarrassment. And the economy is hurting in other parts of this country. And maybe Torontonians don't understand it or recognize that or or, or they don't feel it themselves. But I can tell you outside of the city, the country's feeling it. Also, you know, there is a lot of and we've seen a lot of polling data over the course of the last six weeks and put the stock in it, don't put the stock in it. But there's also a for, uh, there's also a factor. And we saw this in, in uh, municipal campaigns with Rob Ford. There was a not even to a, a, an automated poll. Would you admit that you were a Rob Ford voter? There was probably about a five to 10 percent margin. I think you're seeing the similar sorts of things about around liberal voters in particular, but even to a lesser extent to uh, to sheer voters who just aren't sure this is their guy. And uh, so I think that will be an interesting how that plays out, but also how those big top line polling data actually gets out with ground game. And uh, we'll start to see some of that when the Atlantic provinces come in. Well, I'm just curious again. I wanted to uh, get back to one of the principal points that uh, I guess you initiated here, Kim, that there is still some unflagging support uh, for 
really is a laundry list, uh, a legacy in four years of really egregious ethical flaws uh, and faults and things like that. So, uh, you know, do people tend to vote, uh, hold their nose and still are, you know, did they find the other guy so distasteful, uh, nowhere else to park their vote, Mike Van Sola? I mean, what is the dynamic in play here? I would have thought this guy would be toast right. just because of all these egregious things. I mean, the Admiral Norman thing was an outrage. I mean... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this has really been a, uh, you know, a terrible four-year run. If you look at from where we started and what, you know, I think the nation expected, what, you know, international celebrity magazines expected, uh, it hasn't been that. But, you know, to dig into it, I do think there is sort of a baseline progressive voter in this country, a small L liberal, um, and and they are not interested in sort of the conservative, uh, you know, voting conservative most of the time. For conservatives to be successful, you have to you have to pull in that independent sort of group that people are willing to look past some, uh, you know, who, who are willing to, to to consider that you know their fiscal concerns need to outweigh uh, and and truth and efficacy and or ethics and transparency and government are important, but um, you know there there is a bedrock progressive voter who the liberals and the NDP will fight for, and um, I think that's where we're seeing a little bit show up in. in in these polling results because it's not that they like uh, Justin Trudeau. They will all acknowledge that his brand uh, has been diminished uh, through this last four years and in particular this campaign. But, uh, you know, they're still not comfortable for whatever reason, you know, those folks putting their lot in with the Conservatives. So I guess the question, are they voting for something or against something? Uh, Adrian, how do you see it? I think it depends on what part of the country you're in, John. I think that the Tory vote um, is very motivated to throw the bums out. And this wasn't actually going to be a change election, which is interesting. So it, it it's, it's very regional. This is a divided country, and this country hasn't been this divided um, in, in, in many, many, many years. And that has happened under this uh, current prime minister because he hasn't treated Canadians equally. He hasn't treated regions equally. And so I think if you're in B.C. or if you're in Nova Scotia, you have very, very different reasons to vote. Um, some may be to change, some may be to keep the status quo. Um, so I think it's sort of a, it's, it's a tough one liner to give you, but I think overall, if anything, people are looking at when they're going into that ballot box, they certainly know one thing is that the Justin Trudeau that came on and blazing on the stage is not what we've seen in terms of who he is as prime minister. He's not been the progressive panacea that everybody thought he would be. He has turned out to be a fake feminist. He's turned out to be a pseudo environmentalist. And frankly, he's turned out to be um, unethical by by breaking the ethics laws twice. So these are all issues that um, conservatives certainly tried to have highlighted and and we'll see if it's successful or not. Um, But I think it's originally a really a regional question as to why you want to vote them out or not. All right. You came close to saying not as advertised, didn't you? Well, I, I mean, it actually works. In this instance, it actually works. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you know, there are a series of ads that are being run. Uh, it's interesting because they're being run against uh, Premier Ford. How effective they are in convincing anyone? Uh, I'm going to play a couple of examples and see what you have to say. There's some even suggest that it's against the backdrop of the federal campaign because there's this conflation uh, of Doug Ford and Andrew Scheer. So it's a, a side door kind of a, a attack. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.